this is Kara Zupkis, spokeswoman of Young America's Foundation, and you're listening to The Lake Forest Podcast. Welcome to The Lake Forest Podcast, the podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, food, and I guess politics. My name is Pete, and I'm joined with my fine co-host, Lori Fitzgerald. Lori, how you doing? You're on the road. Keep your eyes on the road, please. You got it, Pete. Long time no see. Glad, glad we have you on this one. I missed you. I missed you. All right. We have a sponsor for the show today, Lori Neuro Noodle. Get a doodle of your noodle. Now that we're starting to get back into live sports, your kids get a physical, right? Well, they should also get a brain map so you have a baseline to compare it to so you can help determine if your child should go back on the field. Visit neuronoodle.com. Okay. Here's the paragraph. Full disclosure. I'm on the caucus volunteer committee. This show was originally created to educate the community. So we have more people volunteering to pitch in. I am not a caucus or city government expert. This show does not represent the views of the caucus or the city government of Lake Forest. I never went to podcasting host school. I do my best in trying to getting experts on the show to educate all of us. So if there's a news event that happens, I try to reach out to people like Kara to come on and clue us in what happened. All right, heads up, we and our guests will make a mistake on the show and we'll not edit our guest comments unless they ask us. We'll post corrections in chat and welcome people to come on the show to correct us or give us their views. If you look long enough, whatever your view is, confirmation bias will help you find the data to support it. It may appear that some shows have a liberal or conservative weighting to them, and we are, do our best to be fair and show everyone's point of view. I'm sure this show will have a conservative bias to it and welcome the liberal view on the next show. Everyone has their own perspective and we respect that right. We can only bring on people that are willing to come on the show. Okay, enough of that. What was that, half the show already? This is how you know the show is getting bigger, ladies. Okay, one of the goals of the podcast is shed light on local news and issues. And today we're joined by Kara Zupkis, spokesperson at the Young America's Foundation. And then a last minute addition, because she was in the thick of things, Patrice McDermott. So she was at the bottom of this. Kara was at the bottom of this. Lori brought it to my attention. I didn't know anything about this. I don't know Kara. I don't know Patrice. Patrice, I hear you're a wild one. Is that true? Not at all. Please. Not at all? Okay. 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 All right. I hate to cut people off and nobody likes to hear, you know, voices crossing over because this is not the, one of the best produced shows. Okay. Lori, you reached out to me to let me know about this club that got canceled at Lake Forest High School. Can you explain it to me like I'm a 10 year old? Like what happened? How did you hear about it? And how do we bring Karen Patrice into the mixer? What role did they play? And then we'll have you guys come in and give your yeah. So I, you know, just within within circles, I've got two kids at the high school that you know have been struggling to to kind of find their place and fit in, and and you know, especially with COVID, you know, making friends has been has been difficult. So, um, so just in in various circles, trying to get them involved in different groups and sports and and finding their you know finding themselves, um, you know, it came you know, came across my attention that, um, that the YAF group had been canceled. And, uh, so I reached out and I inquired about it and Patrice put me in touch with Kara 
And um, and I thought it would be a good topic for the show. Kara, you're in D.C., right? Yes, I am. You're in D.C. Okay. Could somebody, you say YAF Club. What is YAF? I hate acronyms. What does YAF stand for? So uh, Young America's Foundation is the national organization, but our chapter affiliate on high school and college campuses is called Young Americans for Freedom. And how long was this club going at Lake Forest High School? We were trying to get it off the ground. Like what? How did it start? Start from yeah. the beginning. Anybody that knows what happened. Yeah, so this club has been through a lot to try and get recognized by Lake Forest High School. It's been about a year and a half battle with the administrators there. Um, a lot of concerned parents and students who kind of find themselves more on the left side of the aisle brought concerns that the organization would be not appropriate for the school, given that it does talk about issues relating to politics. Um, but this, the students really wanted to bring this conservative perspective to school. So they continued the fight. They eventually were granted pilot club status, which at Lake Forest High School is essentially kind of like a trial run um, where you're given kind of the first year to see if your club will be successful, if you'll meet all the guidelines, hosting meetings, having the correct amount of people. Um, and from the get-go, they really were met with a lot of resistance from the administration, specifically with trying to host their 9-11 Never Forget project. They were told they weren't allowed to host it on school grounds, and they had to do it across the street on city property, um, or whether it was hanging up posters on campus, they all had to be approved by the student activities director, which a lot of times their Freedom Week posters and other posters that had conservative messages would often get denied by the school administration. So it really was an uphill battle for these students who just kind of wanted to bring their own perspective. Um, and then come COVID 2019, 2020, um, just a totally unprecedented year. Um, the students did struggle to kind of host their monthly meetings, obviously with all the restrictions, not being allowed to meet in person, having to meet over Zoom. There was a lot of variables up in the air. And the school decided um, just this past month to revoke their status as a recognized student organization on campus, citing that they didn't meet the minimum requirements of having a monthly meeting, really not working with them at all or trying to help improve or get them to that benchmark, um, really just all of a sudden pulling the rug out from under them saying, you guys didn't meet the requirements, so you're no longer recognized. You're not even allowed to be a pilot club anymore. Um, so what we're doing here at YAF right now is we're filing Freedom of Information Act requests to see if they are being if they're being treated fairly to other student organizations on campus, if other student orgs didn't meet the requirement as well, um, or if they are kind of being singled out for their ideological leaning. Is there a Democratic club? Like what other clubs are like this? Is there a liberal? Is that even can you even say that? Is it a liberal club? Is it a young Democratic? Is there anything like that at the school, Lori? Do you know? I, I don't think there is. Patrice would know better than I than I do. But okay. Um, all right. All right. All right. I, I, then, then how does Patrice come into play on this? And let's keep it to the events, the facts. Let's keep the beliefs out of it. I just want to know what happened. Well, YAF is not a conservative club. It's a group of kids that believe in following the Constitution, living by the Constitution, and learning the Constitution. It's open to any kid. But it took us six months to get the club approved as a pilot club. They ran us ragged. But after that, the, the following year after we were approved as a pilot, the young Democrats came in. They were approved in three weeks without a club sponsor. So so, so hold on, Patrice. So there is a young Democrats club. Yes. 
And if you're a club, you have to meet once a month. Does the school give you money for the, is there a stipend or anything? No. It's not a conservative club, but people think it is. So we're dealing with that perception. Uh, exactly. It's, it was open to all the kids. We had every nationality, every, every child that wanted to learn about the constitution was in that club. It, it was open to all, but for some reason it was labeled as a conservative club and they- Okay. Patrice, what was your role in this? Well, I had three young girls come to me and ask if I could uh, stand up as their club sponsor. There was three attempts over three years to get the club pushed through and they were denied each time. So I stood up with these girls to be their main club sponsor. And after a year of being the most successful club in the country, I was fired from that position saying I, I did not maintain a good standing as club sponsor. The biggest reason they said was because we didn't take attendance, which I think they used for this year too. But that I told them I'm 60 years old and the way we take attendance is by putting a piece of paper by the door as the kids come in. I'm, we're not good at, I wasn't good at the spreadsheets and everything, oh, but I have God, all God. How many people were in the club? Our first meeting had 170 kids. Huge. Yeah. So we had COVID. So do we do any Zoom meetings or anything? Or you know what I mean? To keep the once a month. I was fired at the end of the first year. So they came through a second year. I'm not sure how they did it, but I kept in touch with the president of the club. And yes, she held meetings. It was okay. just from the get-go, they weren't going to allow the club to get through. Kara, what happened? What did Anything else? Yeah, so, so I mean, this was, sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, 150 kids, right? And all of a sudden it's no, no more. So they didn't have, we didn't take attendance. So were there any issues or any, any documented issues uh, that arose from this club? Or like if, if I could get the, uh, the other point of view to come on, what are they going to tell me? Like, what should I know from their side of things? I'm, that's open to anybody. I mean, the other side would probably spew um, like not actual facts about the group. A lot of times people would just say, oh, it's a hate group. Oh, it's a white supremacist group, but they would have no backing to their arguments. Um, and we did see some teachers, um, some internal emails that we got way back when they started to form the chapter. We had internal emails of teachers accusing the group of having white supremacist roots. And of course, that's all nonsense. That is not the case at all. Um, the case is that this was the most active student organization on campus. They hosted really big names. Um, Steve Forbes came, if you guys know Forbes magazine, yeah. they hosted Steve Forbes um, with over 300 people in attendance. They hosted Rachel Campos Duffy and former Congressman Sean Duffy. I mean, they were really hosting some of the most well-attended events at this high school. Um, and it's unfortunate that the pandemic kind of hindered their capability to yeah. have these events, but they did try their best to have Zoom meetings, to have off-campus um, events. But of course, you know, trying to coordinate 150 people can get a little chaotic with scheduling and things like that. So they didn't necessarily meet the required benchmark of every single month holding a meeting. But in my opinion, it should be the school's administrators working with the club to reach those benchmarks, not necessarily just shutting them down at the first chance they get. Kara, are you having problems at other high schools with this? Mm -hmm. Or is this unique to Lake Forest? Like what locally around here, any other issues popping up? 
Um, none locally. I'm from the uh, Lake County area. There's yeah. none, um, no issues in this particular um, part of the country, but overall, absolutely. I mean, we've seen every excuse under the sun and we're constantly in legal battles and PR battles trying to get these YAF chapters to be able to exist on campus. Um, we recently almost had to sue a high school in New York which refused to give recognition to a chapter. It's unconstitutional at a public high school to not allow a student to form a group on ideological leanings. That's just not a part of the constitution that's not allowed. Um, so we constantly are fighting for these students to be able to bring their perspective to campus. It's pretty, it's unfortunately pretty um, apparent and pretty prevalent across the, the nation. Well, if the school says you gotta have meetings, I mean, if that's part of the rules and they didn't do it, then you know they got you on that one. How can we, what do the meetings entail? Like, what does a typical chapter do other than have speakers come? Do they, you have a weekly meeting and, and what do you do during the weekly meeting? Is it, is it you know, teachings about the constitution or, um, you know, organizing events? Like I know there was that 9-11 flag event where they put all the flags along the, along the street on 9-11. You know, what, what does the typical chapter, you know, what do the meetings look like? Um, the cool thing about YAP is we really leave that up to the students to decide how they want to format their meetings. Um, we kind of are here to help guide them and give them advice as necessary, but it's totally up to them what they want to do in the meetings. So whether it is planning activism projects like that 9-11 Never Forget project, um, whether it's planning activism events like a pro-life display or um, commemorating the fall of the Berlin Wall, things like that, um, that's totally up to them. They can also host debates on particular issues um, or plan to attend conferences together um, as a group of students. So we kind of leave that all up to them um, to decide what is the most important issues that they're facing um, at their school. And yes, um, with the meetings, obviously with COVID, it's pretty hard to meet that requirement every month. Um, so we are looking into seeing if other student organizations also struggled to make that benchmark requirement and seeing if there is any differential treatment that was given to other groups versus the YAF chapter. That's really what we're trying to see now. All right. I wanted to know what's going on. Now I know what happened. Lori, what else am I missing from this? You know, any the complaints around, you know, the fact that it's a divisive, racially divisive group. Was there any, um, you know, was this all just hearsay, you know, people complaining or were there any actual instances of, you know, reports of, you know, actual things that happened that would lead someone to believe that it's a, you know, a white supremacist group? No, of course, there's no basis in any of those arguments. YAF welcomes anyone of any race. We've never had any ties to white supremacist groups. We've cut ties with people who have had any kind of inkling towards those beliefs. We do not tolerate that here at YAF. So anyone that tries to claim that is sadly just trying to promote their own agenda. What about like the financial, um, the financial responsibility, like who pays for YAF at the high school? Is it, do the students pay to join the club? Does the, does the school have to pay? Like what are the, you know, what's the financial obligation of the school to maintain a club like this? Um, so it depends. Usually in high schools, it's a little bit different because um, there's obviously limited funds and not necessarily every high school is set up to have a funding in process or in place for them. Um, whereas colleges, they obviously get their money through student government to host a speaker or things like that. So a lot of times these high school students just fundraise on their own to be able to put on these events. Um, YAF obviously helps financially if they want to host a speaker and they fundraise, but it's not necessarily enough to cover the full cost. We're happy to step in and help them there and we're happy to send them advertising 
advertising materials, stickers, t-shirts, buttons to hand out to students on campus. We're happy to supplement that, but it really is difficult on the high school level um, with no financial backing from the school that it's really on the students to help um, fundraise and kind of make their passion and their um, passion for freedom shine through. Our students fundraise and get the funds necessary to bring all those speakers that you had mentioned, like Steve Forbes, to come speak. Those were, that was paid for by the students fundraising. Yep. Yes. So they fundraised for um, those speakers and then that helped cover a portion of the honorarium. And then um, whatever wasn't able to be covered through their fundraising, YAF, of course, helps step in. Um, if we do think it would be a promising and successful event, which obviously it was, there were 300 people there. Um, that's definitely yep. something we're happy to help step in and assist with. So Lake Forest High School and the taxpayers of Lake Forest did not have to spend any money for YAF to operate at, at the school. That's correct. How much money okay. does it take to run the club? Anybody know? Uh, it would depend on how many like activism events they wanted to put on. A lot of times if they have to print out posters on their own, if the school doesn't provide that, they might have to pay for that out of pocket. Um, but we really try to help alleviate any of the costs here at YAF. We don't want the financial like resources to ever be a barrier for people, especially people that may not come from wealthy financial means. We just want them to be able to have a YAF chapter. So um, if they do have to put those costs on by themselves, we do try to alleviate that as much as possible. I guess what I'm trying to do is I brought up a problem and I always try to throw a, attaching a solution to it. I don't know if it's going to be any good or not. All right. The high school, I'm looking at it as, all right, that's, it's it shut down for whatever reason. Okay. What's stopping the kids or what's stopping a fundraiser from happening and then having the events at Gorton Center, Lori? A good question. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything stopping it. It's just that, you know, they wouldn't be able to utilize the the schools, you know, the schools meeting rooms and stuff. Would that there's an, audito there's that an auditorium at Gordon, right? Yeah. So they wouldn't be able to use like the Lake Forest High School name if they're not officially recognized by the school. Um, so they would have to change all their advertising. And as a requirement here at YAF to be a recognized YAF chapter, you have to have recognition from both us and your school. Um, so that's so why school we're, has to be okay. That's why we're working to try and get that resolved as soon as possible. Okay, that was my best shot, guys. Okay, so this happened. We got a problem. Don't have a solution yet. We got everybody that's involved as, as a part of it. I don't know what it, if somebody from the school wants to come on or any person that's on the other side and wants to give us their take on it, I'm, I'm open. Just trying to, you know, figure the 150 kids, Steve Forbes, that's a pretty good deal. I, that's I impressive. Kara, what are the next steps? We're, are we, we're, we're working with the high school to figure out if if the YAF group was, you know, targeted unfairly and canceled. And, um, and if we, you know, if, if they still deny, you know, chapter status, then um, it sounds like we can apply to be another pilot club in the fall of next year, right? Yeah, so we're currently looking at filing a Freedom of Information Act request. We just submitted it last week to get kind of these internal emails to see if they are being treated differently. Um, the school, of course, no surprise, is pushing back on our FOIA requests. They're trying to say it's an undue burden to them to have to look through all of those emails. So our legal team is working day and night to really try and get our hands on these records um, to see if they are hiding something, um, if they are up to no good, or if they are treating everyone the same, which in the case, if they are treating everyone the same and all student organizations that didn't host 
a monthly meeting during a pandemic were canceled. I feel like that's still a pretty bad look on Lake Forest High School because this is really an unprecedented time. And to have that kind mm-hmm. of burden on those students who've never experienced something like this, I think that uh, a good administration should want to work with those students and help them keep promoting these awesome events in the community and hosting big name speakers. That's really an asset to the school. So even if all student organizations were treated the same here, that's just kind of a bad policy and a bad look on like Forest High School. But if we do find out that they're being treated differently because of their ideological leaning, that would be um, opening the door for legal action because it is a public high school and discrimination against political ideology is of course not tolerated under the first amendment. So we're keeping all of our options open until we get those emails back. So I guess we got to check back in, huh, Lori? Yeah. And then all we're looking for is the the facts. If somebody has saw something, you know, did the group do anything? You know, you got any data? I would love to hear both sides and then reconvene and average club at Lake Forest has between five to twenty kids. Five to twenty. We have wow. the most popular club on campus. Well, let's see, uh, Kara, get those emails, see if any other clubs were canceled, right? Okay. Yep. So we're gonna get the data and we're just gonna speak to the data. We're going to put the opinions to the side. Once we get the data, we'll come back to it. How can people argue with that? Well, we'll see. (laughs) Kara, thanks for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. And then a late edition. Patrice, thank you so much for coming on. Wow. Thanks for having me. Lori Fitzgerald, thanks for making the show. We've been been missing you. Well, thanks for listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash a like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear about on the upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete and can be reached at Pete at LakeForestPodcast.com. The link will be in the podcast notes below. On behalf of my co-host, Lori Fitzgerald, we thank you for listening. Cue the band. <laughs>